We ready to drop this thing? Uh, Houston, uh, we are uh, ready. Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. Atomic batteries to power. Four. Prepare for warp speed. Turbines to speed. Three. Standby transwarp drive. Two. Roger. Ready to move out. On my mark. One. Let's go. This is the Low Down Sports Show with Drew. Yes, sir. And BJ. Let's get at it. And it starts now. All right. Welcome into another episode of the Low Down Sports Show. This show is brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Drew. And I'm BJ. And we're here to get the lowdown on all things basketball. Back once again, and finally, it feels like it's been a while. We're going to go around the association. Yeah, it has been got, a while. Got some NBA because it is back in swing. Started up this week as we record on a Thursday. And NBA or WNBA draft lottery. Got some news on that yeah. and who's picking where and when it's going to be. Some details we got to talk about and maybe make some predictions on what's going to happen uh, for the next season. And finally, the Dallas Wings don't have like a top five pick for like the first time in like four years. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. A new way to go about things this year for Dallas and other teams this year. So, uh, of course, BJ's best on tap as well. Once on Drew mind and with it or quit it directed it's orchestrated by me this time bj's answering the questions i'm asking him and if he's ready we'll get going yep let's go let's go it's ready 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 right 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 let's get (laughs) into it bj bj nba started up this week we've got some teams i think we've got you know 14 games have been played or something like that. Some, somewhere know. around there. Yeah. Fourteen teams are one and out. I know that. And we've had some close games. We've had some. There's some work to do, and we've had some what going on so far. And we we saw some of that what last night. Yeah, we certainly did. Certainly <laughs> we certainly did. did. Saw some of that last night, and the NBA it is in full swing, and. Uh, you know, some things, you know, we want to talk about some of the blowouts that happened. We have, you know, some standout blowouts here. Pelicans blowing out the Brooklyn Nets by 22, 130 to 108. Uh, another blowout you had on opening night, Warriors 123-109 over the Lakers. Yeah. And we had another one, uh, probably the most unexpected blowout. BJ, sure. the Jazz over the Nuggets, 123-102. And yeah. I'm just trying to figure – and another, the last blowout, the Hornets over the Spurs who, you know, Pop wasn't trying to really do anything significant this year anyway, 129-102. But and my goodness, we have some – had some crazy stuff. We had OT on day two. Yeah. Man. I was going to say, you know, we we're – Weird stuff seems to happen at least the first week or two, and then it kind of sorts itself out. We get, you know, kind of adjusted back to where we, we thought we were going to be. But, yeah, definitely, as you said, Drew, the weirdest of the bunch at this point seems to be Utah over Denver. And not just them winning, but thoroughly dominating in what was supposed to be Jamal Murray's triumphant return to the court. I mean, he did return to the court, and it was triumphant, but not in a way that would give – the Nuggets victory. You, you got to give credit to this Jazz team. 
Laurie Markkinen was 17-4-4, and four, really stood out and, and led this Jazz squad. And they, they were, you know, flat-out dominant. They came out and, you know, they had a seven-point lead after one. It was a over 20-point lead at halftime. And uh, then they kind of traded back and forth in the second half. But they, they you know, stood firm and, and you know, kind of had the, um, you know, that lead for the majority. Maybe it was the unis. Those were some fresh, clean unis. Last oh, I didn't even see Jasper. what they had. In I think they wore their purple throwbacks, it. if I'm not oh, mistaken. Oh, yeah? Oh, then yeah. That maybe that might the, have The 90s look to them back when I mean, they were actually good. They could be very one of those interesting bottom feeders, you know what I'm saying? They did have yeah. some they have some interesting pieces that were added to the team, you know, with what they lost. You know, Lori mm. gets to play a bigger role out there. Uh Mike is still out there. Clarkson gets to play a little bit bigger of a role, probably. And uh they added another big. I can't think of who it is off the top of my head. But, you know, it's a lot of different different pieces out there and you know, on any given night, they could be one of those teams, and they were to the Nuggets in their first game. Well, and, and um, not just that. Think about, I mean, Colin Sexton's coming off the bench for this Utah team, and he mm-hmm. was their leading scorer last night, actually, with 20 points. Um, but, you know, he, he contributed in only 21 minutes of action. And I mm-hmm. think that if they want to be successful, yeah, yeah they, they want Mike Conley to be in the lineup. But, you know, that, to me at least, it feels like, Sexton's the future for this Jazz team, and so yeah, you know, and giving him more minutes might help this Jazz team be more competitive than we thought they were going to be. Yeah, I mean they'll be feisty for sure. I mean, like I said, I mean they they did add bigs, but I mean they're not significant guys. Kelly Olynyk, Vanderbilt, some glue guys, but you know these other pieces. Mm-hmm. I mean they're going to be able to work around each other. And I mean if you got Colin Sexton coming off your bench, I mean that's really nice. That's a nice yeah. piece to you know, work into it. Like I said, you know, Jordan Clark's a bigger role. He was starting uh, third most minutes in the game. So, you know, like I said, yeah. on any given night, they could be that surprise team. They oh, could yeah, be that absolutely. surprise team for sure. The, the um, Northwest is, is kind of looking like, you know, the Timberwolves and then who knows? I mean, the Trailblazers, yeah. I guess, because they beat the Kings, but I mean, know, in terms Lillard of divisions, which don't really matter anymore. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But and, I want to uh, I want to go back and talk about something that we uh, we haven't seen or we haven't talked about yet okay. from uh, Tuesday night. I, I'm sure you've seen this. It was a little bit of a meme, but I brought a uh, I brought a clip here. Um, okay. You know I, I I'm gonna get your your reaction on this in a second, but this was just it seemed like a vintage performance mm. until it didn't. Hold on. Oh. From a point guard. Secures it. So the new James Harden. Yeah, he put smart on the ground, shimmied, and then he missed the shot. This angle actually shows the miss a lot better than the first one did. That's pretty rough. Oh, that's, that's bad. Man, and you see, just... you can see really how far Smart like slid on the court after the that's gonna the, be the ankle breaker. People man. are gonna get that and side by side it with the old one, like old Harden versus new Harden. You know what I'm saying? Got the handles, yeah. but the shot ain't there or whatever. They'll be pick. They're gonna pick him apart with that one. Oh, he man. deserves it. Give mm-hmm. the just give the ball to Tyrese Maxey if you're gonna shoot. Just pass it now, dude. You don't even need to do all that. <laughs> oh, man. man, should we watch That's it again rough. for one more time? Hey, 
Might as well. Might as well. I don't even think it grazed the rim. I really oh, don't think man. it grazed the rim. It's, I think it got better every time I watched it. <laughs> Yo. I, think, I think that's – Like uh, I saw the shimmy a lot more this time. He was so yeah. confident with it, and it was just such a bad shot. Like, no. <laughs> you're not you're not that dude anymore, bro. That um, era is over for you. Got to shake crazy. off the rust, but even then that might not be enough to help. That's oh, crazy. man. And I hate to slightly backtrack, but I want to talk about some no. games that I did get my eyes on. Okay. Uh, Lakers-Warriors game. Mm-hmm. Um, Lakers, goodness. And LeBron said it for us at the end of the game. I mean, they're not a team constructed of good shooting. I mean, they're not. No. They're really not. Like, tell me, list a sniper on this team, BJ. I, I know that I saw something Austin that looked like Reeves, maybe I, I know I saw a, a, a meme that looked like a job posting on LinkedIn for three point <laughs> shooter in LA area. Oh man, the they, they've got to get one. This is horrible. Like it's, it's bad. Nobody you can rely on. Like LeBron James might be the best shooter on the team besides Austin Reeves, you know? Yeah. And he's not going to give you more than 20 minutes a night, probably consistently anyway. Yeah. And who is Matt Ryan? What is he doing? This is the wrong sport, bro. I was Matt about Ryan. to say, what? Number 37, Matt Ryan. I really? don't know which I don't know which one's looked worse thus far, Drew. I really don't. <laughs> well, I mean, golly. They had 18 minutes of cardio, three points, and one rebound in this game, Mr. Matt Ryan. Yeah. Uh and then Juan Toscano Anderson just four rebounds. I mean, like this is just not a not a team that's meant to hoop and no, not win. At anything. least not the way it's built right now. And and they're going to be making some changes. I I can't imagine that that they don't get on the phone and and my, maybe you know Brooke, that Brooklyn Kyrie Westbrook trade does come to fruition. This is all. this is the type of team you put together on NBA 2K. And, like, you have your created player. Like, you're the sniper shooter plus all these guys. Like, yeah. you join this bad Lakers team and make it awesome and then beat all the good teams or whatever. That's yeah. that's what I would do at 2K. <laughs> Go yeah. out there and be the point guard, have, a, like, Pat Bev or Westbrook off the bench and be be that sniper. Yeah, talk, talk about, piece. you know, like, you know, being the point guard or whatever and, and taking your team all the way or whatnot. Yeah, man, um, this is just it's it's ugly. Yeah. Chef Curry was was chefing it up, yeah. thirty three points in thirty three minutes. Well, I mean, when Yeesh. when you're when the you know when the Warriors are going to receive their rings, it's it's usually one of those games that you can chalk up as an L for the opposing team. I can't remember the last time a defending champ was beat on their home court in the season opener. You might have to, uh, if you remember, well, let me know. That's an interesting one too, and I feel like if anybody is a team that wouldn't lose on that night it would be golden state consistently so if Definitely. if i were to off the top right now just say that i don't think that maybe golden state has that golden state has lost uh after they've won ch- so like all four times they've had yeah you know, i, I can't i lost. can't think they did i don't think they have what about what about toronto after uh Kawhila? maybe they lost their first game uh maybe it's possible i don't who know it? depending on who was again yeah but but Let's, i know the warriors you, probably have it i, no. I would put money on it yeah, I know you're right. I am not. So we were talking about a, the Lakers and, and talking about LeBron, and and I wanted to bring year this up. twenty, year twenty. Well, not just year twenty, but uh, you know, we talked about LeBron last night. We saw something that hadn't been done since LeBron's debut. Oh, Paolo yeah. Bancaro with the first twenty-five point, five board, 
five assist game in his NBA debut since LeBron did it way, way back in 2003. Bancaro had 27 points, nine boards, and five assists in his debut at the Pistons last night, even though the Magic lost by four. Um, you know, it, it Blue and, defamation. And, and that's the thing, you know, I mean, Blue it's, defamation. it's, it, it, you know, we can talk about counting stats and everything like that. It was an impressive performance, but how much does it mean if the team does is not able to go out and get the win at the end of the day, Drew? Well, I mean, Paolo's just showing like, hey, I was this top pick for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I was this dude at Duke, and this is true. Yeah. And I'm just showing you out on the court. The Magic ain't going to be anything. They, they would be yeah. so, so very lucky to be a play-in team this year. I think, yeah. I think that would be a successful season for the Absolutely. Magic. Like outs, I mean. And a step in the right direction, too. Yes. But, I mean, a lot would have to go right for the magic and you know maybe fortunate injuries through the other teams for just things to shape out their way but they just they don't have enough to get there with their talent you know so i mean they would just have to stumble and bumble paolo he would have to be a near all-star this year and like have Mm -hmm. somebody else be a near all-star uh and you know i just don't the Magic just aren't built to win. He's gonna he's gonna put up num- numbers night in and night out probably. I yeah. mean, some coaches are getting game plan to stop him or whatever and things like that as the season goes along, but or to limit him. Yeah. But you know he's gonna feast all season and the Magic are gonna stink. They'll win every now and then. You know he'll be a big part of it. Yeah. But they're they're gonna stink regardless. I mean it's just like yeah. LeBron's first year when he was putting up crazy stats. Uh, you know Cleveland stunk, and like the Mavs, Lucas first year we stunk, mm-hmm. and Lucas putting up all those numbers. Yeah. So I- empty empty. They're not empty stats. I mean, it's, it could be a numbers. good sign of what's to come. Right. I mean, yeah. it just shows you what the future could look like if you build around this guy. Like, yeah. This is the dude. And he does this when we stink. We won, let's just say, Magic go 30, win 35 games this year. Imagine if we give this guy an all star, we might see 50. Or we yeah. might see, we would definitely see 40. You know, we would yeah. see the playoffs, not the play in. We would yeah. see the playoffs. And then, you know, a playoff berth. Yeah. First round, check, yeah, and so on. Yeah, you know, give them in- just, incremental steps to build towards. Yeah, yeah, just little it's, baby steps to go up. And this this performance from Bancaro is even more unprecedented because Bancaro is now the uh, all-time leading scorer in his first career game in Magic history. He outscored Penny Hardaway, Shaq, Dwight Howard. They all registered just twelve points in their debut. Mm. And you know, this was a Orlando team last night, Drew. They had three players that are 21 years of age or younger, Ben Caro, Jalen Suggs, and Franz Wagner. They all scored 20 points or more, the first team in NBA history to ever do so in a season opener. Nice. Yeah, so lots of lots to like from Orlando. Both teams were really actually, when you think about it, super young because you got, you know, Cade Cunningham in year two. You got Jaden Ivey with, you know, the first uh, first-round draft pick for the Pistons this year. Um, Kate Cunningham had 18 points and 10 assists and a Ivy had 19 points with four assists and three steals in his debut. Mm-hmm. So it's, it was impressive to kind of, to see that from this magic team last night on Wednesday, man, speaking of seeing impressive things from teams, the Pelicans, mm-hmm. they're ready to go. Yeah. Bullet starting off the season, fully loaded, starting out. McCollum, Ingram, 
Zion, Zion, Valanciunas, and then Herb Jones starting as well. Man, yeah. three of them got 20 points, everybody but Valanciunas, but, you know, Valanciunas did his Valanciunas thing with 15 and 13, and they mm-hmm. blew out the Nets, man. I mean, I saw a good bit of that game. The only the only thing keeping the Nets in it at all was Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, 32 mm-hmm. points in 32 minutes. Didn't get to do a whole lot else because he had to just score. Um, everybody else had just had a poo-poo night, and Ben Simmons offered nothing but fouls. He had more fouls than he had rebounds. He had more fouls than he had assists. He had more fouls than he had points. Yeah. It was an abysmal night for Ben Simmons. Like, yeah. what are you even doing, dude? Like, what's going on? You spent all that time getting worse defensively? Like, mm-hmm. I, just, I don't understand. Um, the, the rust had to be shaken off, and he still got a few more layers to shake off. It looks You would like. think that would be the thing that would come back okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, you would think that at least. Dang. Well. Who knows? That's sad. It's a sad story indeed. But the Pelicans looking like they're ready and ready to go. They got mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving sign off on, you know, they're ready to, you know, possibly compete for a championship right now. Yeah. So they're uh, they're really making waves. Certainly, that was one of the more eye-opening things that happened to me or that I saw on the first uh, this first week of uh, NBA action or the first mm-hmm. couple of days, I should say, as we record on a Thursday afternoon before the Thursday games begin. Uh, we had OT from Grizzlies mm-hmm. Knicks. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Um, that was a good little thriller there. Uh, Knicks look really good with Jalen Brunson. Miss yeah, you. Miss they sure you, do. But he mm-hmm. looks really good out there with them. Um, ja was going crazy. And honestly, I don't know about that last call that sent it to OT, the charge that Jalen Brunson took. Like, yes, that's good. Good position. They called it for you. It didn't end up being a blocking foul and an and one. But I don't think it was a charge, but they got it anyway. It was still a fantastic finish from Ja, my goodness. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Grizzlies end up coming away with it. But it was a fantastic game. That was probably the best game so far, uh, Grizzlies-Knicks. Uh, now, did I hear correctly? You... Oh, sorry. I was just going to ask a quick question before you asked that. Did I see that – Bain got hurt in that game, or he wasn't yes. playing 100%. That's what I thought. Yeah, he did. He had he had come out for a little bit, tried to come back in, and then had to be taken out. He didn't finish the game. Yeah, it was he was 6 of 22, 3 of 13 from deep. He just didn't, at least stats wise, I think that injury was bothering him more than he let on. What was your question? Sorry. Uh, I was going to just see if you would uh, agree with my assessment that Grizzlies Knicks was the best game of opening week so far in the first two nights. Mm. Maybe, but I'm, I'm going to say this, even though it's it didn't go the way that I wanted it to. You're going Mavs Suns, aren't you? Unfortunately, yes. I'm going Mavs Suns. I know you were wanting me not to say that, but right. you talk about, you know, just from as a, if you're a basketball fan, not just a Mavs fan or a Suns fan, if you're a neutral fan, tune in because you want to watch the late night ESPN game on, on Wednesday night opener, you know, Dallas looks like they picked up right where they left off in Phoenix in game seven of the Western conference semis. They were leading by 20 at one point. And then, 22. you know, 22. Yeah. Um, then, you know, all the turmoil and, and all the, the talk that, uh, you know, in this off season with Phoenix, that everything's starting to implode and Monty's lost control of the team. Chris Paul, not having a good night. 
they find a way to come back. And even even for Dallas's perspective, losing that game, they found a lot of stuff that you had to like. Watching Christian Wood go off for like 16 in a row at one point. Mark Jones made the comment of he's hotter than fish grease or something like that. There, there was a lot of, you know, kind of, wait a minute, pause with the play on words with Christian Wood's name, of course. Yeah. Um, it was just one of those kind of games back and forth. And even, you know, Dallas having a chance there late to win it still or, or get a late tie and, and weren't able to do so. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see this Booker and Doncic rivalry, you know, as we <laughs> keep going uh, throughout I did. The, the years. I did enjoy the game. It's just, you know, the fact that how it ended for us and who ended it is just like, what? Yeah. How? Yeah. Did, how in the world did we just let that happen? Like, I know. And and Damian Lee, no points all game, and then has all twelve in the final frame and a game they, winner. They find they find ways, Drew. They find ways. Somebody steps yeah. up. It feels like every time the Mavericks and Suns play in the regular season. Phoenix has an answer, and the Mavs can't figure it out. Now, the Mavs win when it matters most, of course, uh, in the playoffs. But for whatever reason, in the regular season, whether Phoenix is bad, whether Phoenix is good, Amen. Dallas that's that's Phoenix is Dallas's kryptonite for Amen. whatever reason in the regular season. It is and gross. it happened again. It's gross. It happened again. I hate to see it, but yes, no. big, big, uh, big couple of nights in the first couple of opening days. We see Kawhi and Giannis on the court for the first time this year on Thursday night. It'll be after this episode drops, but if you're watching live, there's some games to check out with Kawhi returning against the Lakers and uh, Giannis getting his return in Philly against the Sixers. I was just about to say those are the only two teams that have not played a game yet. Uh, L.A. Clippers and uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. Okay. Now, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, it is time for BJ's Best. All right, Drew, as we record on Thursday, October the 20th, I hope that I did not go down the route that you uh, may have thought of of going for your uh, What's on Drew's Mind segment today, but... I'm going with a themed holiday today. Today is something that I've never tried before. And I I say this, and I'm interested in your take on it, because I've had these things separately, but I've never had them together. Oh, man. Today is National Chicken and Waffles Day. Oh. Yeah, I, I didn't even know that was a day, to be honest with you, Drew. I, That is not where I'm going with mine today. Okay. Well, that sounds good. Uh, apparently, you know, this is a, uh, a meal that's been popular nationwide for over 150 years. And I mean, I, I, like I said, I've never had it. I've had them each separately, but I've never thought about putting the two together. Um, so I, I don't know if, if you have or anything like that, if you, if you got a recommendation, I always hear talk about going and getting like the chicken strips from Chick-fil-A and taking those in with you when you go to Waffle House and doing like the chicken and waffles that way. But I don't know. I've never done that. Hmm. I don't know. Um, yeah. Uh, if I have had them, it has been one time, and it was in a really like special case scenario. But I don't mm-hmm. believe that I have had chicken and waffles together. Um, yeah. Uh, I know the hubbub about them. I've seen fantastic food pictures of them as oh, well. Oh yeah. Um, but. No, I uh, I don't believe I have, and I don't know how it would be for me. <laughs> I probably wouldn't enjoy it, to be honest, BJ, because 
I eat my waffles with peanut butter on it, and I'm Ooh, not gonna eat. Interesting. The, and I am probably not gonna. I probably wouldn't try that without my peanut butter on my waffle. And I don't know about peanut butter in a chicken strip and yeah. how that would all mesh. It's either gonna really smack or be. It's gonna ruin it for me. Well, I'm I mean, not, I you got the, you got your protein with the peanut butter there. I mean, and it kind of depends on what chicken strip I do have as well. I can need the right chicken strip, like that. yeah, yeah, something bad. So. Well, I'm gonna take it two steps further. First, I'm gonna ask steps. you. Yeah, I'm gonna ask you. Do you know at least according to this man. list? Yeah, do you know the muffin man? The muffin man. <laughs> the muffin man. <laughs> no. So I found this list. It has it says the best place for waffles in whatever state you live in. Oh, okay. Let's Do you know this. where the best place to get a waffle in the state of Texas is by chance? Well, my personal opinion mm -hmm. would be Huddle House. Okay. I'm very biased towards Huddle House, mm -hmm. but I like it over you know the IHOPs and the Waffle Houses of the world. Yeah. I was gonna say I I uh, I think we can pretty much agree it's it's anything but Denny's at this point, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, this is actually this this is a list that has not just like fast food places or anything like that. This actually has like sit down restaurant locations and whatnot. So okay, this this is from Food Network. This is the best place to get a waffle in the state of Texas. Mm. Is a place in Austin called Josephine House. Josephine House. Okay. Yeah, so it is the sister restaurant of when, Jeffrey's, when, which is a uh, a restaurant down there in the Austin area. Say that name again. Josephine House. Josephine House. I got to remember that for when uh, Winsboro makes it to state once again, and I'll, okay. I'll probably go okay. this year, and I'll go visit Josephine's house. Okay. All right. Perfect. Josephine House. Um, so it says that uh, it originally was conceived as an offshoot for its sister restaurant, Jeffrey's. I wonder why that wouldn't be brother restaurant, but no, I, anyway, I'm joking. Um, Josephine House has established its own powerhouse reputation in Austin. Sophisticated spins on brunch basics make Josephine House adorably situated in a converted house, a dining destination on weekends. You can start with baked goods like a Nutella morning bun and then move on to waffles. For its variation on chicken and waffles, the restaurant swaps the fried stuff for herb-flecked chicken sausages. And there's a little picture of it right here. You can see that does look pretty good now, doesn't it? So they, they go with the chicken sausage as opposed to the, uh, you know, the chicken strip or the chicken tender. Um, they said uh, that the uh, chicken sausages use thighs from Dewberry Hills Farm. Uh, they sit atop a crispy yeast leavened waffle with a fried egg, Fresno pepper butter, and maple syrup. Sweet, salty, and spicy homespun flavor with every bite. Let me let me interject in here since you showed me a nice waffle and chicken pick. This is the one I thought of because I saw it recently somewhere else. Okay. Oh, that, that looks good. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's what, is that melted butter on there? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Okay. And uh, this is from Lolo's Chicken and Waffles in DFW. Y'all just got a special shout out for Ooh. for no reason. That's pretty close. I, I want, I'm gonna have to see if you find a location. Maybe you might Lolo's, make a weekend trip or whatever. Lolo's, Lolo's might now be the first place that I go check it out. Now there you go. Um, so I said I was gonna take it two steps further. Well, that was step one. 
you know, we've talked at, at times because I think we had National Chicken Tender Day back in season two. Yes. And and that was a little bit of a controversial thing. Or was it chicken strip? Yeah. I thought it was chicken strip. Uh, so I went and looked to see if I could find a different list, something that was a little bit more new. Not No offense to you, but, you know, people's change buds might change over a couple of years' time or whatnot. Very so true. no surprise who was at number one of the best fast food chicken tenders it's chick-fil-a uh according to this list from restaurantclicks.com which ranks the top fast food chicken tenders has chick-fil-a at one and then at two is carl's jr i think we talked about this man so much love for carl's juniors in a lot of different realms yeah there's gotta be i mean if it's getting on multiple lists maybe it's just the ones that we have around here are not as good as, as some of the other places around the country, but I, I never thought it was anything too special. Maybe I should give it another try. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, number three, Kentucky Fried Chicken, original big-time chicken strip joint, KFC at three. Popeye's at four. Mm-hmm. There you go. Pretty good. Right, pretty good. So. Number five, a jack-in-the-box. Really? Yeah. Wow. If you're looking for thin, had... crunchy chicken tenders full of delicious meat, Jack in the Box is a good option. Uh, breading is on point, not overpowering, but still crunchy enough to offset the chicken and give the tenders some seriously good textural interest. Let's go. I've had a lot of different things at Jack in the Box, but I have not had the chicken tenders. I've had yeah, I wouldn't have thought to have the chicken tenders either. No tenders. I've got I've to do that now. After, after the home game Friday... As a matter of fact, go. if they're open, I'm going to go get that. It should be. should be, especially on Friday night. Yeah. If this place was open after a Friday night game, I'd be going here for my chicken tenders. Number six, Dairy Queen. But they That's probably won't be open true. still at 11 or whatever yeah, time. Yeah, Dairy Queen's usually close at like 10. Yeah. Yeah. Number seven, this one a little bit surprising to me, Drew. Arby's comes in at number seven. Stop it, dude. Says, although most people go to Arby's for the roast beef, their chicken tenders are particularly delicious. No, exactly. That's thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm tired of def- people defending so, Arby's. And this is another, this is an, I'm going to take another shot these at are, Arby's. These aren't chicken strips. This looks like popcorn chicken. <laughs> I'm going to take another shot strip. at Arby's. Everybody's saying these other things at Arby's are good besides what you're supposed to go to Arby's for. Like, yeah, oh, the chicken exactly. strips at Arby's are so good. Okay, the, but y'all the are about the meats, yeah. Oh, the yeah. milkshakes are so good, but y'all are about the meats. The curly fries. But the, yeah. yeah, the curly fries are so fantastic, top-notch, yeah. but yeah, it's all about the meats, right? And nobody's saying say anything about yeah. your meats. Exactly, right? Yeah, that's what the whole branding is, is Arby's, we have the meats. And, then, and yet they're like, no, 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 you got to come for this. You got to come for this. And then you when come anybody this. compliments Arby's, oh my, it's literally those things as we just said. Oh, the curly fries are so good. Yeah. And they've got some pretty good chicken strips. Like, I like the oh milkshake. my gosh. No. You're just no. proving the nobody point can, out loud for me and you nobody don't can defend it. it. Nobody can defend it unless they're talking about something else besides the roast beef or whatever. It's, 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 it's no, it's not good. All right, uh, next up is Sonic, which I can agree with. The Sonic does make some pretty good chicken strips. Uh, Church's Chicken mm. comes in next after Sonic. Long John Silver's, not a whole lot of them around still. Wow, but the they do connected in Taco Bell's. Yeah, I was going to say, we there's. I think there's still one. So they're uh, a top 10 chicken strip, huh? That's 
No, I think they're just outside. They don't have numbers on this. I'm, I'm, I've lost track oh. of where we were. Uh, McDonald's is below Long John Silver's. Burger King below them. And one of the last few on this list is Wendy's, believe it or not. And I've always, I've always thought that Wendy's, you know, at least their nuggets are good. I don't know about their chicken strips. Yeah, I haven't had but, chicken strips. I've had every form of chicken other than that at Wendy's. You know, I just had a chicken. That was literally what I was eating for lunch, a chicken sandwich, spicy chicken sandwich from Wendy's. Yeah. So Long John Silver's was top 10. Church's was nine. Long John Silver's 10. McDonald's 11. Burger King 12. Wendy's was 13. I'll give you two of the last three. Actually, I'll give you the last three because I've never okay. heard of Tolly's, and, and I don't think that's a, a DFW area. Tolly's, T-U-L-L-Y-S, oh. apostrophe S. I've never heard of that. So never. I don't No, I don't think that's an area, uh, one in our area. Raising Cane's comes in at 15. That seems incredibly low to me. They've got some good, they've got some good chicken in my opinion. They get a lot of flack though. Yeah. Because if you order everything like the box the right way, which is no slaw extra toast, of course, mm-hmm. then, you know, then it's, there's nothing wrong with it. Some people say, the, the slander. some people say it's not, co- they're not cooked enough. Some people say they're not seasoned enough. I made me understand the seasoning. It does feel like something that so does feel like do, something like people like me would like because it doesn't have a whole you, lot of seasoning. You can have small complaints about them. And if you go to Raising Cane's where they actually, you know, you end up getting the basket, how they say like, you know, oh, this, oh, it is undercooked a little bit. It is It is kind of bland. You but, know, the sauce is good. To, the fries to, are good. The but to pull it. Put it below McDonald's, Burger King, and Wendy's. I know somebody that had to feels... have been a little bit, a little bit haterish on this one, yeah. but. Uh, and then the I last two, the last good. two, which I, I really don't understand. I, I know this is not, you know, the most prevalent location-wise fast food joint across the country. Culver's comes in at number sixteen. I know you said you haven't had it yet. We're we're still trying to change that here in season three of mm-hmm. of the lowdown. And then this is not something I expected to see on this list, but Del Taco apparently has enough of a chicken strip that they come in on this list at 17. That's incredible. The fact that these non-chicken strip places are even representing on this list is impeccable. So happy chicken and waffles day, everybody. I haven't eaten today, and man, I'm starving. You just probably made yourself even hungrier. Yeah, I know. Talking about I, chicken and waffles. I'm, I'm, I need well, to order a pizza or something. I don't know. But well, you know what else I'm starving for, Drew? That. I am starving for some more basketball talk. Well, BJ, the wait is over. Yes. For, well, and at the end of the episode, the wait is over so you can eat. But NBA fans <laughs> out there, the wait is over because basketball is indeed back. Tip off the NBA season with DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NBA, new customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Yeah, that's right, Drew. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Here's what you do. You go to the DK Sportsbook app. You opt in and place a stepped-up same game parlay today with payouts mm-hmm. bigger than ever. DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. And tonight, Drew, I think I like Philly over the Bucks. I'm okay. gonna take the Clippers to beat the Lakers. I know that I might be going with a couple mm-hmm. of the favorites I like, but 
I, I think I'm going to take, well, actually, no, I think, uh, I thought the Bucks were favored. Either way, Drew, if you'd like me, you want to go to DK Sportsbook, you place your money, give, you know, put the Sixers money line and the Clippers money line and do that in a stepped up same game parlay. You can win a 100% boost to your winnings if you do just that. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, Drew, before we get talking about what's to come in the, in the, the WNBA, I should say, because we've got some important news about the draft lottery coming up here. Just under a month away, just under a month away. But right now, it's time for What's on Drew's Mind. Ah, yes, indeed. What's on Drew's Mind today, ladies and gentlemen, is something that actually happened yesterday. So if you're listening in the podcast version on this debut, it's the 21st. So not the recording day that you're hearing us talk to you on, but this day before, the 19th. BJ, do you know what the 19th was? A Wednesday? Wow. It was indeed a Wednesday. You are right about that. You are not wrong. That is that is a correct answer, but not the, the correct, correct answer. answer. That, that's what my mom always says. She says, that is a correct answer, but not the correct answer. So She is a wise what, woman. Yeah. What What is uh, the significance of October 19th to you? Well, say I learned earlier in the week, so that I was prepared for this, that mm. October 19th is National new friend day oh national new friend day bj before i before i get into the depths of this national new friend day mm-hmm. have you made any new friends recently like within the past month or say in the month of mm-hmm. october uh in the month of october not that i can recall drew not that i can recall unless you count this sweet little girl coming over here that might be interrupting the podcast. Say, but what are you doing? Don't interrupt. You can go back. It's okay. You want to come say hi on the camera? No, she doesn't. She ran away after there I said that. I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm dog sitting for a couple of new friends this week. So I'm, I'm in a go. different location. So I guess you can count uh, friends of the, uh, the dog counts. The four, the, four-legged kind. Yeah. The four-legged friend counts. It yeah. counts. Um, I have encountered a, uh, a new friend uh you know new friends from my from my former job i'm you know mine is not technically in the last month so it's in the last couple of months when they started to now okay. uh you know got you know those friends that lay over from you know the previous employments that you've been at so i've technically got mm-hmm. some some new friends don't get a whole lot of those these days if i had had this segment i don't know if it was july 19th i would have said no i would have said mm-hmm. no i do not i do not have any new friends it's just yeah. me walking my dog all summer <laughs> um but uh no i have had some lately but uh it's good good to have new friends you know there's you know there's songs out you know drake uh the weekend's got one uh no new friends you've heard from from drake no new friends no new friends no 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 and then uh well the weekends doesn't count that's a different your friends thing yeah tell your, tell your friends we're not gonna 
We're not going to elaborate on what he says talking I, about the yeah, Tiger I, Brothers. I, I wouldn't know, so that's that's something I'm going to have to look into, I guess. <laughs> but anyway, looking at National New Friend Day, just want to track it back for some important new friends in, in y'all's memory banks. So let, let's back it up and kind of make our way back to this point. So let's just let's rewind okay. do, 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 back to our back in our past here. BJ, do you remember who or one of your a new friends you made when you started high school? Yes. Would you, you want me to go? In you can you can detail. use a you can use a fake name if you want to. I mean, I don't I don't think that it it matters much, but uh, you know, this is a person that I actually knew a little bit before high school, but I wouldn't say that we were friends until high school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he he's, goes by the name of James and, and he's actually, especially over the last few years when, when I had some, some rough times come up in my life, he's been one of the guys that has been there through, you know, the, some of the highest, the highs and the lowest of lows. And I consider him to be a really good friend to me, Drew. Are you still friends to this day? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the kind of friend that I am. I mean, unless, uh, you know, unless for whatever reason, the person, that I become friends with doesn't want to be friends with me anymore. I mean, you, once you're friends with me, I'm in it for the long haul. I'm no, we, we're we're stuck with we're, you. We're, yeah, you're you're friends <laughs> with me for life, Drew. You, we're gonna be doing this in, in our 80s, and we're, we're gonna have gray, white beard and hair and everything like. We're gonna that. be holding we'll up babies look, as we yeah, record you'll, the you'll, lowdown. I'm like, yeah, all right, exactly. hold on, BJ, let me feed. Let me change the diaper. Hold on, give me a second. You, Oh man, and you'll be you'll be looking fantastic at at, at that age anyway than I will be. <laughs> so, but uh, I uh, I also had a friend that I uh, that was technically a new friend in high school. We had known each other our whole lives. We you know we played sports together, you know, and things mm-hmm. like that. But we weren't like you know that t- those those friends like to go like he wouldn't invite me over to spend the night at his house back at this time. But, you know, once we got in high school and this specifically like going into my sophomore year is when, you know, we had, you know, broken that barrier and when like we had became friends, I think at that point. And I actually just recently went to his wedding. He might be mad that I'm saying this, like we weren't friends while we were in elementary school, Drew, what are you saying? Like, well, I mean, you didn't truly acknowledge it until we were sophomores in high school, but my friend uh, Luke, I just went to his wedding uh, 19 days ago from today, be 20 from uh, the debut of this podcast. But, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, you you got those people that you just play sports with, you know, growing up, like you're cool in the dugouts or whatever or on the court. Like, you know, you do you were competitive guys. You know, we do what it takes to win. You know, we'll be good teammates and stuff. But like we didn't hang out outside of, you know, the sporting events. You know, I didn't sleep over at his house. You know, yeah. uh, you know, our parents were cool, but like, you know, our parents didn't like go out and hang out with each other or anything like that. You know, we were just, you know, just living life, you know, doing sports. And we were, you know, friends when we were at our sporting events or yeah. like we were cool when we were at our sporting events. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, I just, you know, once high school had come, I really grew more uh, in, in a lot of aspects, but, you know, especially as an athlete, uh, since, you know, that, uh, I wasn't in band, I didn't end up being in band that freshman year. So I had more time to like work on my game. So when I came back, you know, my sophomore year, I was a significantly, you know, better basketball player. And, you know, that's when we had, you know, started becoming friends because he had saw like the work that I put in and, you know, we yeah. just, it had built it, it had built from then. And then like 
we had you know one summer where we were super cool and hung out a whole lot like after our first year of college we both went to arkansas our schools were in the same uh conference in the great american conference he was at Mm -hmm. and uh i'm not gonna say where he was Uh, we were at two we were two colleges over there and uh you know we had just had that uh that common ground and you know we were still cool from the sports we had just played together in high school we just we, had, we we were hanging out during the summer, so and and we're still obviously friends to this day. Like I said, yeah, I was at this yeah. a few weeks ago. So good deal. There you go, uh, awesome. BJ. C- continuing the cycle here. Okay. College. Do you remember one of the new friends you met when you got to college yeah. in the early years? Not yeah, like er, early college. Okay. Early college. Yeah, yeah. My friend Jared was one of the first uh, friends that I made when I he got did softball with you, right? Uh, no, not, not, not for, no, no, it wasn't, oh, wasn't Jared. He, he did, uh, Oh, he, Jared he, Taylor. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oop. Shout out to him. No. <laughs> <laughs> BJ, no. you get that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was going to say, um, JT. JT, uh, no, he was one of the first friends that I made when, cause uh, he transferred in and I transferred in to AM commerce, both in the fall 15 and it wasn't really until like, you know, discovered, like, you know, we had one class and then uh, we were talking after that class and like he sat in a different like part of the lecture hall and everything like that. And it wasn't until like late in the semester that I found out he was like in another class that I was in because it, he yeah. was also sitting in a different part of that lecture hall. Yeah. So that's the thing with, with college is like you can, you know, be friends and everything like that and have a lot of the same interests and have no idea like, you know, that you've been in the same class the whole time because of how big the lecture halls can be. So mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I don't know that I can say the early years, like in, in the middle of it. Yeah, but probably not in the early parts, because when I first got to commerce, I got there the year before you um, in oh. fall of 14. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first year I was commuting fully. And then the next year I had stuffed myself in one of those dorms and I was just kind of going to class and, you know, coming back. I wasn't yeah. involved in anything else. I wasn't doing anything sports wise yet. I was yeah. just going to class and going back. So like the first you know, two or three years. And, and, you know, um, I had started going to, after the first, once I moved on campus in 2015, uh, like four months later, I started working. So I was working at a gas station for a couple of years. So it was, Mm -hmm. it was class back to the dorm and work. And that was just it for until I started doing the sports stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not going to count the little writing and things I did in 2016 on, on the side that, didn't even matter but like when i started doing it for commerce 2017 yeah and stuff so um that's when i had started you know meeting you know my friends who are still my friends to this day it was when yeah. i started doing all that when i actually got involved with things when i was just on the side just going to class like yeah i met some people that i still know to this day like uh and you know a few that i still have on snapchat and would interact with me and like if i called right now they pick up the phone or something um, yeah but uh but yeah, that's that's that for me. Like, okay. like you and me. Yeah, yeah. And BJ, you were definitely one of those people. Um, and uh, continuing on through our cycle, and you know, so post graduation, mm-hmm. did you have you have you have any friends that you made since post graduation that stand out to you? Actually, yeah, I have. Uh, I've, I met a few people uh, through a friend that I met at Commerce, actually, and and I mm-hmm. still talk with a couple of them every now and again and, and consider them to be you know pretty good friends go out on occasion everything like that in fact uh just a few weeks back i went out and, and kind of just 
had a, you know, a relaxing Saturday afternoon, evening, just hanging around, going to a couple different places, watching football and, and just talking shop, having some drinks. That's, you know, pretty, pretty good Saturday, honestly, with, with yeah. one of the friends I met after college. So uh, yeah. his name's Gary. I'll give you that. Oh, Gary. Oh, Gary. I, uh, I've got one too. Um, yeah, I ended up finishing almost two years ago now in a, in a couple of months, it'll be two years. Mm -hmm. Uh, and the one that I met ended up, I ended up working with him for, let's see, about a year exactly. And I mean, I still technically work with him. He'll be, uh, he'll be my board op next Friday again. Um, but his name is Luke. He, he was technically working with me before I graduated at the other radio station, but I never worked with mm -hmm. him. Only saw him once. Uh, didn't remember him. Had, I think I had saw him once. I don't think I ever met him in person. Actually. I take the back. I never met him in person at the other job and I worked on weekends. He was, he was never there. Yeah. Um, so I never met him until he came here, uh, at, at, uh, at my old job. And uh, he's been a really good dude. Like the first, I think the first couple of weeks or like the second weekend he was working there. And like we were just chatting it up and, you know, he was cool and everything. We ended up going out to the saloon like me, his girl, you know, his daughter. He's he's older. He's uh, he's in his 40s. Uh, mm -hmm. And we just went out to the saloon and, and hung out and danced and stuff. So, I mean, and that was a memory I posted, I think, yesterday, um, a cool. throwback photo uh, yeah. when we went that night. And uh yeah, he's still my friend to this day. Really good dude, really good dad, and uh, and yeah, so uh, awesome. Man. Important of the awesome. the new friends, like all the aspects, the levels of your life. I didn't want to go back to middle school. My middle school yeah. memory is hazy, uh, but you know, just the aspects of your life. You know, high school into college. You know, into adulthood. Like yeah. you've made friends on all those levels, and you yeah. know, some people you know as lucky enough as me to have made a new friend within the last month. Um, you know, and and Absolutely. those some some of these you know might stay for a while. So. Uh, just, you know, the value of a new friend, just wanted to show the importance uh, of, of that today um, and, uh, and and bring that up. And, you know, it's not just, you know, humans, furry friends as well. And this yeah. one of mine that you can't see is blurred out, has been in my life for almost exactly three years now in 11, in 10 days oh, from the debut awesome. of this podcast. So almost three years with this one. So new friends are, are good for the soul. So that we is, love apples here on the lowdown. We, we do. Say that. And that is what's on Drew's mind today. Fantastic stuff. Fantastic stuff. Friendship and just the power of friendship. And, and you know, I wouldn't necessarily, you know, say – unless you're comfortable and, and extroverted to try to go out and make a new friend, but keep it in mind, keep your, don't, don't necessarily close yourself off to the idea. And I'm not an extrovert like that really either. I'm, I mean, yeah. what people would call an extroverted introvert, you know what I'm saying? So I'm a I, good I, mix I can, of both. And I, like... think, I think I can be too, because, you know, at, at more, more often than not, I'm perfectly fine just to, you know, be in, uh, to myself at home or whatever, but I do go out and, and have good times with, with friends. So, right. Like, you can, like you can be going, like you can be extroverted yeah. at yeah. times and stuff. So yeah, yeah. But good stuff. Good be stuff. Nice. Yeah. Well, drew a couple of days ago, it was announced that the 2023 WNBA draft lottery will be held in just under a month from now. It'll be held November 11th broadcast at 4.30 Central, so that's 5.30 Eastern, on ESPN2, according to the league. Um, it's going to be a 30-minute special. 
and it's going to air before the uh, women's college basketball game that's set to start at 6 Eastern, 5 Central, between defending national champion South Carolina Gamecocks and the Maryland Lady Terps. Um, so here are the teams, Drew, that have qualified for the annual lottery. This is uh, the 22nd uh, time. Obviously, the Indiana Fever with the worst record in the league. The Atlanta Dream had just missed out on the playoffs in year one of Ryan Howard. Mm-hmm. Washington Mystics, because of that trade that they uh, they did with uh, – oh, shoot. Who was it, Drew? You have to remind me. Um, it was before uh, the last draft lottery, wasn't it? Oh, they traded the um, pick for the number oh, one goodness. pick, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't remember what the exact trade was. No, they, the they, yeah, they, they traded. I think it was with Atlanta because they traded uh, the number one pick last year down to three, and then Atlanta went one. Is that right? Oh yeah, and it was Los Angeles's pick. At, oh, wait, hold on, no, that's not what they said. I don't know. I, at I'm any rate, at any off. rate, so it's the Fever, the Dream, the Mystics, Diatri. And the Minnesota Lynx are going to be the four teams now that, uh, you know, now that Sylvia Fowles has retired, the Minnesota Lynx have to figure out their new identity here. Um, and the, the draft itself is scheduled for Monday, April the 10th. So the draft lottery is going to be before women's college basketball season starts. And the actual draft itself is going to be after women's college basketball season ends. So that's kind of a little bit interesting. Um, you know, normally the uh, obviously it's a little bit different with with um, you know the way the NBA does it, where you're still in the playoffs and and um, and give you time, teams time to uh, know where they're picking and kind of evaluate players and everything like that. But WNBA, you're going to have a whole season worth of, of footage and, and watching some of these players um, and and knowing kind of which one that uh, you want to take. Obviously. South Carolina has a player that whoever gets the number one pick might be interested in taking, and that's senior forward Aliyah Boston. Aliyah. Aliyah, sorry. I, I knew that, and, and, and I she's, just – And she's the definite number one pick. Nobody else is yeah. going. Consensus National Player of the Year last year. It, it's it's Champ. It should be – she should be considered the favorite. It so, might repeat. Yeah, it might be. Um. All right, well, we talked about it last year. You know, there seems to be an Indiana curse, Drew, where the Fever are never going to get the number one pick despite yes, having so the best chance to uh, land it. They've got 442 of the 1,000 chances available to get the number one pick. They're guaranteed no worse than the third pick, but they've never picked number one. Is this the year that things finally change, or are you already just banking on the Indiana curse continuing? And the curse will continue. It's not mm. happening again. I think they're going to get their hearts broken. And if the only way I'd feel like like uh, they're really confident that they're going to get the number one pick this year is if they start moving some players around. Because if they are just so firmly confident that on November 11th that it, that it is going to fall their way, that they're getting the number one pick, then they're going to shuffle some pieces to make sure that they get Aaliyah Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've got bigs down there that, you know, I mean, you're not going to have time for. I mean, they could be the backups, but, like, I mean, you're just kind of doing a Dallas Wings thing if you're just loading up a bunch of bunch of young kids out there and trying to make things work. 
Um, so I yeah. feel like they shouldn't, they would shuffle some pieces around to get veteran presence in there. Like it just, you know, Dunn is rebuilding it and she's trying to do it her way, but she knows she needs veterans to do it. So I just, I feel like she's going to shuffle some things around once she knows, or if she thinks she knows that she's going to get that number one pick. So like, if you see some things start to happen in Indiana, know that their confidence is rising and that November yeah. 11th, they're probably going to get the number one pick for the first time in their history. Yeah. And if they do, it's going to be Aaliyah Boston, and you're going to have a front court of Nalissa Smith and Aaliyah Boston. That's but you gotta move. You gotta move Queen Egbo, though. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Either her you, or Inksler, whichever you, one can get you more. You would think so. Uh, so this is interesting. I don't know if I mentioned this. Um, they are the records uh, giving, uh-huh. or it's the draft lottery odds that are based on your combined record of the two most reg, most recent regular seasons. I'll get it out. Uh, so Indiana with a record of 11 and 57 over the last two years combined landed the number one pick Atlanta, which had a combined record of 22 and 46. The past two years has 276 chances out of a thousand for the top pick. Uh, the mystics after they uh, traded with Los Angeles, that is LA's pick. Uh, Mystics are in the lottery with 178 chances after an April trade that gained them the right to swap their first round pick uh, with Atlanta to get LA's first round selection. So the dream had acquired that back in the February deal. Uh, So 25 and 43 uh, was the record of the Sparks over the last two seasons. So Washington will get 178 chances um, at the number one pick after, after that trade. And then Minnesota, they went 36 and 32 the last two years. They have a 104 lottery chances. This was the first time the Lynx had missed the playoffs since 2010. So you've got um, you've got uh, a you know we've already talked about. We think that the Indiana curse is going to continue, Drew. So if Indiana doesn't get it, who is going to get the number one overall pick in your opinion? Do you think it's going to be the Dream? I've been going over this for a second, and I think I want to say that it's going to happen in Minnesota. You think so? I think the balls are just going to drop in favor of Cheryl Reeve and company now that they've lost a Hall of Famer. The basketball gods will bless Minnesota once again and ruin the fate of the Indiana Fever and give Minnesota the number one overall pick. Um, Yeah, I I was – I was kind of thinking the same way you were, honestly, Drew. I was thinking it, it would be, you know, at least if I was telling a story right after, you know, you know, Sylvia Fowles retires, you go and, and are able to acquire the, the best odds and, and get the number one pick for Alaya Boston. That or the Atlanta Dream get another number one pick and they start back to back, usher yes. in. They start to usher in what the Vegas Aces did. Yeah. That's not a bad bad argument. Um, I I kind of I thought that if, if I had to pick, I would probably say I think Minnesota, then Indiana at two, then Atlanta three, Washington four is kind of the order I was thinking. Uh, the rest of the first round, along with the second and third rounds, is determined by inverse order of the team's regular season records from 2022. So Chicago Sky via the Phoenix Mercury go fifth, followed by the New York Liberty, the Indiana Fever getting Dallas Wings pick there at seven. The Atlanta Dream pick swap with the Washington Mystics at eight. Seattle Storm picking nine to try to find Sue Bird's replacement potentially. Connecticut Sun at 10. 
Dallas Wings going 11. It's a trade from Chicago via Indiana. And then Minnesota Lynx picking from the Vegas Aces. They have their first round pick. So that's kind of the order that uh, that uh, is going to be shown. At least we know from 5 to 14 what's going to be. But 1 through 4. 1 through 4 will be determined November 11th. Well, I'll tell you something about this 5 through 12. Mm-hmm. And you talked about Seattle and trying to usher in birds replacement. You're, gonna, you're not going to no. find it at 9. You're no. Find it at nine. no. But what I think they should do is give Dallas a call about mm-hmm. Ty Harris. Okay. Interesting. I feel like that would be a nice little point guard fit. It's the same type of point guard for the most part. Pass first. Um, a little more aggressive than Sue. I mean, she'll sit out and shoot the three ball. I mean, it's just going to fit right in so easily if if that was – I'm not, not trying to lose Ty Harris, but if I'm thinking in the mind of Seattle, that's the call I make. Yeah. To put in, you know, an experienced point guard already that can that will run things exactly how, uh, you know, Sue was doing it. And then you can draft a backup because yeah. you lost Breon January as well. Yeah. She was the backup point guard. So you can draft a backup and have Ty Harris run the point. Or if they think that, uh, and we'll we'll know more because we'll have gone through free agency by then, will we not, Drew? We'll, we'll know if uh, if uh, Stewie's coming back or if she's gone. We expect her. You and I both expect her to be moving on. So that could also be an option. But again, it's something that you probably aren't going to find somebody like Stewie down there at nine. And the first time in a while, Dallas is not picking in the top like seven. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So very interesting. Five, very interesting. Also, want to make sure we mention this uh, before we move on. Uh, we want to wish congratulations to Phoenix Mercury star Skylar Diggins Smith. She announced uh, just a couple days, Drew, a couple days ago, that she yeah, is like that. pregnant and expecting her second child. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be awesome for her. Uh, Baby number two on the way. Yeah. So I. Uh, she gets her whole that's, check too. Yeah, yeah. So she's that's part of the uh, the new CBA, right? That they signed a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. You get full pay and benefits. Yeah. Now she is set under contract through the remainder of next season uh, with Phoenix, but you know how, depending upon when she arrives and everything, it depends on on uh, when her baby is uh, delivered and how much of the season she might miss. I, I'm not sure. She announced it now, and so she has to have known at least for about a month or so at this yeah, point. Yeah, and she's think. already showing, so. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe two months, two or three. She had to have gotten, like, the <laughs> – she had to have gotten pregnant during the season. Or near the end found, of the regular season. And then yeah. found out, you know, later, that's when she had to leave for personal reasons because she was pregnant. Yeah. So. Um, so that's why I'm pretty sure she was showing already. So she's in advanced stages from the first time that she was pregnant. So, I mean, there's a good chance that you see her back. I would predict after the all-star break. Okay. That's Still. my prediction for. All right. Sounds so good. If, if Phoenix is like in seventh or eight, then wow. You get Skylar Diggins Smith, but Skylar Diggins Smith back after the all-star break and you're in the playoffs already. Yeah. Good stuff. You gotta like it. You gotta like yeah. your chances if you're Phoenix in that scenario. It will be interesting to see. That's uh, like that is to say the least true. 
But that's where I am on that, BJ. I think either Minnesota or Atlanta will get it. You know, it's either going to happen. I'll, I'll, I think I'll, you're right. I'll take credit for one of those things the basketball odds are doing. That. Well, which one do you do. want? Which one do you want? Well, let's which call one it do now. I want? Yeah. No. Which one are you going to take credit for? I'll take the other one. That way, one of us is right if it ends up being one of those two. I'll go. I'll go my my original take, Minnesota. All right. I'll say back to back number ones for Atlanta then. There you go, and Indiana. Sorry about it. Gets, they get snubbed again. They don't get to do it. You get the second best player, maybe the third best player, maybe the fourth they, best player. No, they, I was going to say they, they, they're they guaranteed to pick no worse than third. So they will. Oh, yeah. Second or third worst yeah. player. Yeah. Unless they pick the wrong player, but who knows? It's yeah. Not with Dunn GM and it. She's, no. she's, they'll be good, I think, at yeah. this point. They'll be good. They'll, they'll be good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, now it's time for some with it or quit it. That's right. Five questions because it's my turn now. And I've got my trusty little list here. All right. Number one. The New Orleans Pelicans, BJ. Talked about them earlier in this episode. Mm -hmm. Will win a first round playoff series this season, at least. With it or quit it? Well, after what I saw from last night, I'm with it. I think that they're a really good team. Uh, you know, I, I kind of bought a little bit low on them. We talked about it last week in our season predictions, and that's probably going to age just about as well as you'd expect when I had them in the playing tournament again, just because of how stacked the, the West is from top to bottom. And, you know, I it, it just it all comes down to matchups, Drew. And, I you know, as good as they looked against Brooklyn, and maybe Brooklyn's on their way down to kind of where I thought they would be, and, you know, maybe that actually ends up being the better of the two takes. But uh, wherever New Orleans ends up, they're going to be competitive. They nearly, they nearly got that Suns team that uh, then got got in the postseason series with the Mavs uh, last season. I think they're going to win a playoff series this year. I'm with it. There you go. Basing this off of one game, I know. <laughs> Number two. You, Mr. B.J. Lottermill, prefer curly fries as opposed to Cajun fries, Cajun seasoned fries. With it or quit it? Probably. It would depend on the spot. I can't remember the last it's time that I your had best, Cajun Your best fries. Cajun fries versus your best curly fries. Well, I'm, I'm trying to think back the last time I had Cajun uh, seasoned fries. What's your what's your favorite that you normally would go get? Um, or is man, it, it kind of on Kind of depends on who's making the Cajun. Like sometimes they put a little too much or something on it. Okay. But the the right Cajun fries, mm. the Cajun. Yeah, I I probably probably will say with it, um, just because I mean, I, I I can't remember the last time I had Cajun fries. So I'm, I'm gonna have to go ahead and see if I can find some now that you mention it. You're making me hungry again. <laughs> All right, number three, you prefer you BJ Lardemel. Prefer an early morning football game, so the 11 or the noon o'clock game, versus a primetime matchup. With it or quit it? I'm gonna say quit it. I don't. I don't oh. think so. There's there's something there's something about the night games. Even I mean, in college basketball or in college football. Sorry. Yeah, especially in college football. Especially Dang, in college football. I was so wrong about this. Thing. I it all comes down to matchups. I mean, when you think about it this way, Drew. I mean, you think about it from a college fan's TCU, perspective. TCU SMU at 11 a.m. No, 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 absolutely <laughs> not. That you know, like TCU Oklahoma, it should be you know should have been a primetime game. That's why I'm excited for this week. 
because TCU, they played, you know, they were in two the 230 times a lot against Oklahoma State in that instant classic last week after like three or four games in a row where they were at 11 a.m. They finally get a primetime game. So you get to see Carter, Amon G. Carter Stadium under the lights for Kansas State and TCU, the Battle of the Purple Teams. It's going to be a fantastic environment. And, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, my work obligations out in Commerce this weekend end early enough that I can catch the majority, if not all, of that game. It's going to be something to watch. I'll tell you that. I can't. All right. We're 2-2-1. Two, two, two with yeah. us, one quit it. Yeah. Number four. You, PJ Milk, eat more. Yes. You eat more at Christmas dinner than you do actually at Thanksgiving dinner with it or quit it. I don't know if there's a way to quantify that because I don't weigh myself before and after each meal. No, but, I mean just like thinking yeah. about how much, like how many times you go back for seconds. Like, do you get dessert oh, both man. times? Do you like? I would say it's probably about the same. I'm a fat ass. <laughs> I'm not trying to not trying to to ruin our clean rating, but I'm a big old tubby. I'm a big old tubby. I like my oh, food. Oh man. man, I like uh, my food. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm probably with it. I'm probably with it. There's a, it depends on what the meal is really. Uh, you know, if, if we're Fair eating, enough. you know, like turkey or ham or whatever. And it's then, like Thanksgiving, yeah, it you on... know what you're getting. And then Christmas mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, people like to switch it up. They don't, yeah. sometimes they stay with us, you know, same I, I type of turkey. Last year we had Paros, I'm pretty sure for Christmas last right, year. So. so Christmas gets switched up, which I like them. Yeah. I like that. It, it just depends on how many good dessert options were brought, how many <laughs> goods like sides and everything were brought, how many more times I'm going to go back and get a, a spoonful of something that's going to make me regret it the next day. <laughs> and last but not least, number five, you, Mr. PJ, you enjoy cooking with it or quit it? I mean, <laughs> For yourself, considering that I uh, I I'm not really trained up in the uh, cooking sphere, I'm gonna have to say quit it. I think I would enjoy it if I was you know more like if I if I actually took the time and did it more. But I I really don't like when it's just me. I, I prefer to go and and just I'll either go go get something or I'll fix something light and something that's easy enough for me to make so that I don't have to worry about like turning the stove on or anything <laughs> like that, you know, or I'll put something in the microwave. You know, I really don't, I really don't do a whole lot of cooking. So I'm going to have to quit it. Hey, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. It is what it is. And that is with it to quit. Booyah. Hey, Drew, I know I'm wearing my lowdown shirt here this afternoon. If you're watching along live with us, but on the T Public Store, which is having a sale right now, you got your low down sticker on your. Oh my goodness! There it goes. Yeah, and is that uh, their new design up there that uh, you want to promote right now? Well, I do have something up there right now, along with our low down merch. I've also mm-hmm. got my own personal merch up there for my photography going on. It's the visuals with a z visuals with a z so if anybody wants to check that out you can check out the uh, the entire store you should be able to see the entire storefront through our usual link um just make your way over there if you want to slide over to that other stuff but we always encourage the lowdown stuff as well especially and there is a sale 
going on, or there was one recently, and there might be another one when this episode releases. Check this sure. weekend. Check they're it, happening check all it. the time, and the holidays oh. are around. The, they're definitely going to have a Halloween sale, so look out. Oh, that yeah. Holidays, sales are sales galore. It's going to be rare that you don't find a sale at T Public during the holidays to get yourselves hooked up. Get yourself and, some uh, low-down merch for wearing with your Christmas jammies and watching the NBA on Christmas Day games. There you go. And it's starting to get cold. Get your crew necks oh, and your yeah. hoodies. I almost wore my crew neck today, but it's not cool enough. I don't think yeah, it, to put that one on. I, I needed so. a low-down sweatshirt the other morning when I was taking the dogs out for a walk, and it was near freezing. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this is not going to work too much and longer. The, the notebooks, they don't look like this. This is just a sticker on one that mm -hmm. I had. So they look a little bit different online. So I was just taking advantage we'll of the to, notebook I already had. Yeah. We'll have to see if we maybe get a, a notebook available for purchase. With a I had one, it. but yeah. I ran out of paper on it. No, I, I just mean just like to offer some like notebooks or something. With the yeah, we can get it. something. There you go. We can do something we'll for get, sure. We'll get, that, we'll get that right. Also, if you're looking for some merch, and you're not wanting the lowdown merch, which I don't know why you would do that. I don't know why you would. Exactly, right? Like, why wouldn't you want to wear this awesome shirt? But if you want to maybe celebrate a Tennessee victory over Alabama, as somebody called oh, last man. week okay, uh, okay. for the first time for 15 years, uh, check out Fanatics. There's a, a lot of good stuff going on over there on Fanatics, and you can check out our link in the description Right now, Drew, right now at fanatics.com, here on a Thursday, you can get up to 65% off site-wide if you use promo code CHILLS. That's at least through Thursday, and I'm sure there will be another sale this weekend. Fanatics always good about giving you some kind of discount if you know where to look. And go check out the link in our description. Get you some merch. Get you a, you know, get you a, a Texas Longhorns hat or whatever if you want to. Check out, check out the uh, Texas as they go face Oklahoma State this weekend. Maybe you want some new Mavs gear. Mavs season just kicked off. Or whoever, whoever you may be rooting for. There's whatever you want, you can find it at Fanatics Drew. Root for us and go follow us on social media. All the links right above BJ if you're watching over on YouTube, Twitch, or Twitter. You can follow us on those platforms you see above on Twitter, as I just said, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, and TikTok, ladies and gentlemen, at the underscore lowdown. That's T-H-A underscore lowdown. And, like I said, that's the end of this episode, ladies and gentlemen. So we'll be back again next week where there are more NBA games going on. We get closer to Halloween. We get closer to the draft lottery. So we'll have more around the association, more than likely on tap and a spooky episode around the corner. And this has been another episode of the Lowdown Sports Show.